Play the fucking intro. Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 281. You sure it's not 282? It is supposed to be 281 on the sheets that Eric and I have that I put together. I'm not going to blame this on Eric at all. Uh, <laughs> it, it says 282 because uh, I goofed that up. It is actually 281. That's why there was a pause there. And we all are on the same page now. It is 281. So thank you for joining us for 281. A lot of good stuff right. ahead. We do have an interview with T, a.k.a. Tony Soprano. No, it's Anthony Soprano, but I have to say <laughs> Tony From Soprano. From beyond the grave. Right? Uh, we're going to talk about uh, what he's up to with Liberty or Death Records, what Italian Blood's up to, what Oi to the World's up to, and we're going to get to all those things and some tracks off of a compilation that just came out of... Liberty or Death Records last month, so we are going to get to all of that here momentarily. Yes, we will. Before we do that, let's get into what new stuff has come out recently. We'll start back on September 3rd, The Dignity of Cattle released Vanity EP on Little Willie Records. Be All and All released Flexi EP. Sub Alternos, uh, they released... Thank You England, which is a single on the 6th. Tramp released Bleed, it's a single on the 6th. Ten Foot Pole put out two new tracks. Uh, F Around and Find Out, that's exactly how they put it. Uh, <laughs> not that I would normally speak that way, but that's just how, how it's actually worded. I saw it. Nkudine, uh, they released a single called Irreversible. They have Wrong Place, Wrong Time LP coming up that that single will be included on. Churchgoers released a demo that's on Static Shock Records on the 7th. Las Calles released Apatrita, which is a single, on the 7th. Worker and Parasite, which I've been meaning to get to, but we have played a lot, so it's not that I'm not getting to it, but a lot of other cool stuff's been coming out. But Worker and Parasite it did release Politics, which is an EP, Collected Works EP, that came out on the 8th. The Beaters Band released The Sound of Your Favorite Songs on the 8th. Cigar released The Visitor on the 9th. Cult Leader released Gather and Mourn EP on the 9th. Kind Eyes, they released Cruel World on Upstate Records on the 9th. And also, same day release from Upstate Records, uh, Blood Clot. Eric had been talking about Blood Clot. Well, mm -hmm. on Upstate Records, a single came out from Blood Clot called Souls. I checked that out. Have you heard it yet? Yeah, I've yeah. heard it. Okay, cool. <laughs> and it's pretty. Uh, it sounds very old school, very heavy. Right. I will be. I will be playing it here in due time. Uh, also on the ninth, the four way split with Heist, Christmas, Batwolf, and Electric Frankenstein. It's called International Split, and it's an LP on TNS Records. Uh, no Coffin released Heaven Below on the 9th. <laughs> the Gasolines released Raceway War, which is a single on the 9th. Started listening to some of that band's music, like everything is racing uh, related. Like in all the iconography, or maybe the, the visuals rather, that's a better description. The visuals for everything is like 
classic racing, like racing from like <laughs> I would guess the 30s and 40s and so forth, like black and white pictures and the cars and all that shit. So to be more specific, not like uh, current NASCAR type <laughs> visuals, but like a classic racing. And, but all the songs kind of have those the titles that all kind of relate to something like that as well. Oh, so right. if you want to check them out, it's the Gasolines. Flogging Molly, I said last week, because they didn't have a date that I saw at the time, would be uh, this upcoming Friday, but it was actually last Friday, because they said next week. Well, mm-hmm. next week happened to be this last week on Friday. So Yeah, <laughs> the ninth. <laughs> yes, Flogging Molly released Anthem on the ninth, and we'll talk more about that in a moment. Long Shot Odds, mm-hmm. they released a single called Struggle, Survive, Repeat on the ninth, and they do have an upcoming album in November. We'll actually talk more about that one also on this show. Carry No Banners, they released Five Decades EP on Tough Ain't Enough Records on the 11th. On the 13th, Oi to the World compilation, Save the Sidebar. It's a benefit compilation. We'll talk more about that as we get closer to the interview. On the 16th, Berlin Blackouts are going to be releasing a double EP. Well, it's called Double EP on Vonda Records. Mind Force is releasing New Lords on Triple B Records. A tester and Zero again are doing a split called The A to Z of Ignorance, Indifference, and Idiocy. And that's on TNS Records. All those on the 16th. On the 23rd, Defoat. That's D-A-F-D-A-U-F-O-D-T. And uh, they're releasing Aroma Aromatherapy. Aromatherapy? Yeah. They're from a different country. The O has like a slash through it. All Uh, right. You know, so it's maybe it's meaning aromatherapy. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to presume. Anyway, a few more releases on the 23rd. Mainline 10 and Tourette are doing a split on melodic punk style called The Opposite of Being Kind. Bovice is uh, putting out Dreaming of Paradise on Upstate Records. Noise Complaint is releasing a split with the Upfucks called Coastal Collapse. I really like both those bands, especially Noise Complaint, and I actually pre-ordered my vinyl on that one. And finally, Susie Moon is putting out another release. She's put out like three releases in, I swear, like the last year maybe. Uh, This one is called Dumb and in Love, and that will also be on Pirates Press like the other releases. Eric, what do you have to add? Let's see. I have one that's uh, going a ways back, but I only discovered it yesterday. Show Me the Body released a single back on the 11th of June called Loose Talk. Yeah. So I gave that a listen, and I was like, okay, I'll have to give it a few more listens before I deem it worthy of presenting on this show. It probably will. Okay. (laughs) And... Yeah, also going back a little bit, but not too much, on the 23rd of August. I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but the band Four in Hands have a single called Chlorine Tears that was released. And now in regular time, on the 8th, Arm for Apocalypse released a new single called Live Through the Storm. That's going to be on their upcoming album, Ritual Violence. And also, on the same day, by a different band who's also going to be releasing an album on the same day as Arm for Apocalypse is Lamb of God. They released a single called Grayscale, and that's going to be coming up on Omens. And then on the 16th, Earth Crisis is still slated to release their EP, Vegan for the Animals. Yeah, it doesn't get much more blunt than that, but they've always been straightforward with their uh, beliefs. (laughs) 
And also, I know this is a ways out, but like I said, the 7th is going to be a busy release day for me, at least. That's, uh, yeah, Lamb of Gods, Omens, Arm for Apocalypses, Ritual Violence, and Goat Whores, Angels Hung from the Arches of Heaven. So go. that's three LPs that are going to be coming out that day. So That'll be a busy weekend for you listening. Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, it will. And I am excited for that. <laughs> that's awesome. So, yep, that's all I've got in uh, new releases. But I've got one specifically that I need to talk about. Let's do it. Okay. So, before I give a... Before I start talking about this, i got to give a disclaimer of this episode. It is going to be, at least for me, all themed around my favorite band, who just a couple days ago I saw live for the 10th time. And they just released an album which is the first album they released since I've been doing this show. It came kind of close with their last one, which came out on July 2nd or June 2nd of 2017, but I started doing this show in July. Right. So just barely, just <laughs> barely. Anyway, for those of you that don't know, that is that band is Flogging Molly. I've talked about them a bunch on this show before. I played them at least four Separate times, five if you count the time when I wasn't present due to circumstances surrounding my head. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I talked about my favorite album, Within a Mile of Home, in uh, 2021 for a St. Paddy's Day themed episode. Then I since, since played um, Punch Drunk Grinning Soul, I remember, for uh, Veterans Day. And I also just recently, back in April, uh, gave a shout out to their album Speed of Darkness. Nice. But now, circumstances being what they are, in celebration of my of my time seeing them, having reached the double digits, <laughs> I have been seeing them live consistently since 2009. Every time they've come through Salt Lake City, I always went to their show. That's awesome. Always. And I even saw them out of state a couple times. Saw them in Denver with Dropkick Murphys back in 2018. And I also saw them at Punk Rock Bowling. Cool. So, Yeah. I am well endowed in the history of this band and my and my undying love for them. So, you may be thinking, how did their latest album, Anthem, hold up? Well, I never thought I'd be saying this about a Floggy Molly record, but it's all right. Wow. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, really. So, one, I have very high standards. <laughs> You know, I I was listening to them since I was, you know, about 13, 14 years old, and I just really took to their sound. I'm not a big Irish punk rock fan. I have a select handful, a handful of select bands that I love listening to. And, and yeah, even in the grand scheme of things, Vlog and Molly is not the first band to do that. They right. were, yeah, not even close. These were, you know, they had bands in the early 90s like, uh, the Real Mackenzies, the Tossers, the Mahones, and even the Pogues, who are actually from Ireland and right. are credited with uh, basically instigating that whole combination of Irish folk music with punk rock. And Flogging Molly, in my opinion, just perfected it. There you go. Because <laughs> at least in the Americas, yeah, all those other aforementioned bands, they had, you know, some Irish in them. But Flogging Molly's singer is actually Irish. <laughs> Dublin born man, so, so yeah, that's a, that's kind of beside the point. But the point is, uh, anthem in its entirety, 
I said it was all right, but that's because as Flogging Molly's been going along, their sound's been getting a little more reserved, at least on the record. And, and yeah, their previous records, like, uh, you know, from Swagger to, uh, to Speed of Darkness, they just sounded so lively. They knew when to just be so amplified, and they knew when to scale back their sound. They knew when to be, like, soft, but they knew when to be, like, just rabid, pretty much. <laughs> like, the music's just jumping out of the speakers. And, yeah, I will talk about that more in a moment, but Anthem itself, it just sounded like everything was hitting the same. It's like, they have songs that are fast and hyphy, more punk rock, which is going to be uh, today's example. And then they have songs that are slower and and just kind of have this brooding atmosphere. And it's like, yeah, that's good. They've always had that they've always had that style. They've always been like changing it up in their albums even in their early work. But the way that it was produced, it all has that kind of same it just feels like a flat surface the production, which I was hoping I also had very high hopes for that because who should produce this album but Steve Albini? The guy who produced Nirvana made them a household name. So I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's just them getting old. <laughs> okay, but the album itself, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. The songs are great on their own standard, and they're even much better live. But I can't bring myself to listen to the album in its entirety and say it's a solid release with or flawless release. We'll say that. There you go. But there are songs that I really like on this one. The first five songs that came out are like, you know, I could have been satisfied right there. And that was, they even had one where it was like a, oh man, what was it? Pull up the song really quick. It was probably the most Irish folk sounding song that I ever heard from them. Yeah, the Crappie Boy, 98. Okay. And there is a song called Crappie Boy that was an Irish folk song way back in the day. I can't remember who did sing it. But yeah, then Song of Liberty, that was one, you know, it's one of their big uh, rallying protest songs. And I love that. Even when they played it live, they dedicated it to the people of Ukraine. So that was really good of them. But yeah, if I had to choose a song that was probably the best representation of Flogging Molly in their time right now, it had to be the uh, the song that they wrote in the wake of the pandemic, These Times Have Got Me Drinking. Right. Yep. It's got their it's got the speed, it's got the it's got the velocity that we're yeah, the velocity that we're familiar with. And it has it's hitting the points where it's like, yeah, we got some accordion here, we got some violin here that's getting the the spotlight on them. And they even have a point where it's like after the after the bridge, it just goes into a straight Irish jig sounding song. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, we gotta we're gonna have a bunch of people in those uh in those fitted caps and those flannel shirts raising their pints up in the air and they're just gonna be kicking their heels up in the air and just dancing around in a circle. Nice. So yeah, this is uh Flogging Molly this is Flogging Molly, the best representation from this latest album. So here it is. Times they got me a drinking. Oh, these times have got me drinking as I'm tripping up the stairs to an empty room left haunted by a ghost who once lived there. Now I'm tripping up the stairs. 
Through a sea of faceless bottles And the stench of the afternoon I crawl into this coffin Sure I was dead before I knew Just like 
You can just picture everybody dancing. Right? It's like, yeah, that's what happens when you get a bunch of uh, happy drunks together in one room. <laughs> I've seen it happen. And, yeah, it is a lot of fun. Right. And that song itself is a lot of fun. Like I said, when you hear them live, I mean, in general, Floggy Molly live doesn't even compare to what you hear on the album. They are so much better live. That's and true. Yep, that is true. They are one of those uh, dying breeds. I think I've only seen them twice, so I'm nowhere near... The, the expert in live shows as you are with Flogging Molly, but I definitely think that they are fantastic live. Yeah, they are. Because, I mean, uh, Dave King himself, he's not just a singer. He is a front man. Right. He, get, he drops down his guitar, and he just gets all up, gets up on the front of the stage, looks out in the crowd, and he's just, like, amping them up. He is just have You can just tell he is happy to be doing what he's doing. Always has been. So, and yeah, like, I can sense all the... Uh, the effort and the care that went into this album. And I love that. I just wish that there were, I just wish that the, the sound would jump a lot more. They had more peaks and it had more valleys, just kind of like played around with the uh, style a little bit. Cause you compare that to some, I compare it to one of their, to some of their older albums. And yeah, it's like a night and day difference, but you know what, what can you do? <laughs> <laughs> they've uh, they've just like molded themselves as to what they are. You hear a Floggy Molly song, you don't even have to say the title. You know it's them, right? Yeah, and even on this one, it's it's their identity. I can say they're not copying anybody else. At least, true. Maybe not anymore. <laughs> yep, I think their their sound is theirs. A lot of bands sound similar to other bands, and you know any band that you listen to, you can probably draw comparisons. But there's still bands that might have similar sounds, but it's their own sound still. Mm-hmm. And that was the, another thing I wanted to point out was uh, Dave's lyrics. That's what really made them stand out to me was they're, they can be pretty opaque and really in, you know, insightful <clears throat> and introspective as well. And this one is like, yeah, we love being the uh, happy, happy-go-lucky party and Irish drunks. <laughs> but yeah, but after a while you got to think, and what exactly is going on with in my head that that is what that I'm trying to escape from with alcohol right and that's what the that's what he was saying too in these little uh in these little terms like talking about the ghost that used to live there it's like the ghost that used to be in my head right. I'm like okay trying to drown the sorrow it sounds like <laughs> so I could be reading I could be reading into something that isn't there but that's what I'm gathering from this song nice so yeah, I'll give, I've given Anthem a few listens. Maybe I should give it a few more chances to see if it grows on me, but I've listened to it three times now. And yeah, there are songs that are standing, that stand out, which actually kind of made this a difficult task. I'm like, <laughs> you know, which song should I choose? Out of the handful of songs that I really love on this record, they are just hard to, it's hard to pick just one. So, but hey, it doesn't mean that uh, this is the only place you can hear it. True. Yeah, you can actually listen to it now. It's been out for, what was it, three days? What is it today? 13? Okay, so four days. Four days. It's been out for four days, and yeah, now there's no excuse not to listen to it. Right. Yeah, you're listening to us now, then you must have some way of finding the album. There you go. (laughs) You have a connection. Anyway, that's all. I, that's all I have to say about Floggy Molly for now. I will be back <laughs> again and again on this episode. Yep, this is just one. You're right. 
All right, well, I got two songs. Uh, both these songs have something in common. They are the first singles released of upcoming, forthcoming November uh, releases. So, first band from Sweden. They're awesome. I like Finnegan's Hell. Played them here. Played them on Punkinoy Worldwide. Uh, similar in style as far as sound goes. Similar in sounds, but obviously not, you know, again, I'm not saying it's the same sound. Similar sounds. Uh, Finnegan's Hell, they've been a band since 2010. I want to thank Pabs for sending over this single. Uh, it's the lead single, One Finger Salute, off of that is the name of the title of the upcoming album, One Finger mm. Salute. It's funny, there was a band way back in the day that I saw, and they were just called Middle Finger Salute. Nice. Yeah, they were just some uh, pop punk band. I think they only released one, as far as I know, one single. There was just one song I heard, and was I don't even remember it. <laughs> but I remember the band name. Well, you'll remember this song name, and you'll definitely remember the song. Uh, speaking of videos, I was talking about videos earlier. Well, this is this song has a video. Go watch the video as well. Uh, let's get into this single, and we'll talk about the next single and why it is similar, more similar, whatever. Mm. Anyway, uh, Finnegan's Hell, uh, One Finger, not Middle Finger, but One Finger Salute. It's still the same thing, but it's, this one's called One Finger Salute. Maybe he's holding up the ring finger. Could be. Could be. <laughs> watch the video, and you'll find out. So you don't need to watch the video to figure out what finger he's talking about. Well, obviously, he's giving them a thumbs up. Right. <laughs> but still go watch the video anyway. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but you, if you're going to twist my arm. Finnegan's Hell. twist my finger. Yep. Yeah, and which one? You'll have to watch the video to figure it out. Yeah, we'll reveal it next episode. Or right. Maybe we won't. I'll most likely forget. <laughs> Not even a most likely. I will. Forget. Speaking of things from previous episodes, quick side note. Uh, remember when we played the Red Bastards and we were trying to pronounce the name of uh, the guy in the band that shared, I'm trying not to say the name just yet, 
uh, that shared the music with us, right? And I was saying it was C Y N R I G, and we were both trying to figure oh, out like yeah. how. And he actually got back with me at, at, like a day after the episode came out, and it's Kunrig, C U N Kun Rig, Kunrig. Okay. So now we have the the correct one. So I wanted to put that out there. I should have done it last episode, but I forgot. And what you just said is, next episode, I'll probably forget. Well, that reminded me of what I forgot on the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I already forgot what I forgot. Right? (laughs) Anyway, go check out Finnegan's Hell. Cool stuff. Definitely looking forward to the rest of that one. That one's a fun one. And again, go check out the video. Next one, this band is from Columbus in South Carolina. Long Shot Odds. Again, they have an album also coming out in November. I don't have the album title yet, but be on the lookout for it, and we'll definitely be talking about it as it gets closer. This band, they started in 2015. We've played Long Shot Odds before. New stuff coming out. I want to thank Patrick, uh, vocalist in the band, uh, for sharing this single. This the first single. Its official release date was the 9th. So I think all of these releases that were just... T- t- playing here in a row all came out basically on the ninth though i think that single from flogging molly as a single was released earlier than the ninth but the album was released on the ninth mm. so long shot odds the single off the upcoming album is called struggle survive repeat and i say it that way because it's periods and you can figure out why right struggle mm-hmm. survive repeat Always 
Struggle, survive, repeat. Okay, yeah, they were different. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, check out Long Shot Odds again. Thanks for checking them out again with us. Uh, be on the lookout. And like I said about that Finnegan's Hell, as it gets closer, we'll definitely be talking more about it. But uh, two new albums coming in November from those bands. Those are the lead singles. A lot of cool new music here. We're going to get into some older, lesser-known stuff as we do, and Eric is going to talk more about the same Yeah, to call back to a, uh, I just realized, I'm going to be working my way backwards in their discography. Nice. Like, I had one from their latest album, and then I have this one that is coming from Speed of Darkness. And oh, then, yeah. yeah, then it just gets older as we go down. That's true, I see that. Yeah, I was like, hmm. Well, I'll be damned. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, from Speed of Darkness, if you remember the episode I did back in April, I was talking about there were a few select songs that I was having trouble uh, deciding. And in total, there were four that I was going for. And the two that I chose for the uh, album review were The Power's Out and Cradle of Humankind. Because, yeah, The Power's Out, that was the bluesiest that Flog and Molly had ever sounded. I mean... They even end with uh, what sounds like a what sounds like a stomp box and David uh, David Dennis Dennis Casey just having the bottleneck guitar that's like that sort of twang in there. It was uh, it was so awesome. And Cradle of Humankind, it's just like those. I love how they build the instruments with every verse and every chorus. It just starts off with a piano and then Dave singing over with his guitar and then. Along comes the accordion and the violin and then the mandolin and the and the tin whistle and the bass and it just explodes in the end. Nice. So yeah, those were the reasons of my choosing. If you want more details, go back and listen to that episode. I don't know the number of it, but it was in April. <laughs> anyway, another song that I wanted to choose was probably their... Not exactly their fastest, but among the fastest on that record. And it just was so, it was so vibrant. It just had so much punch and so much bite to it that I think it's one of the most underrated tracks that Flogging Molly has in their entire discography. And this, and its respective album being probably the most underrated. And it's like, yeah, this song, this album just kind of came and kind of went and they don't even really play much from this album live anymore. Yeah, they. I think the only songs that I've heard repeated on this album was the one Saints and Sinners. That was another uh, choosing of mine. <laughs> but it is not that one. Episode 261, yeah. by the way. So exactly 20 episodes ago. Hey, that's actually pretty, that's actually pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, 10, 10 times seeing them 20 episodes ago. And yeah, it's an omen, man. You're <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway. So yeah, the song that I chose for uh, this specific one is Oliver Boy, or All of Our Boys. They say, it, they say both versions of it in the chorus. All of Our Boys, they say it in the chorus, and then they swap them out. And I'm not entirely sure as to uh, what the meaning of the song is, but during this song's uh, playthrough, I'm going to see what I can find. Because I'm pretty sure it has to do something with the Palestinian conflict with Israel. Okay. Because... I mean, he blatantly says it in uh, in the end, at least, where it's like, it's raining hard in Palestine. I'm like, eh, what else could he be talking about? But we'll see. I will see what this song is about and why the name Oliver 
is apparently so important. Okay. <laughs> so here we are, Oliver Boy. of people to be free oh Oliver boy it's a terrible state you left behind the worse off race where dignity and pride fought for their place oh Oliver boy now you are gone and we're still here where we belong forgiveness being our strength you'll never see Now the sun shines on this page I write Though it's raining hard in Palestine No lands are promised lands When will we see? So don't tell me that your God's my God I don't think they even care at all Just a pantomime behind a curtain lies this deep Oh, listen to me bark out loud Without a voice and a little growl
Though it's raining hard in Palestine. Okay. I did some research and I found a single article that basically puts it down into a little succinct storyline of the influence on this song. Okay. So basically how it is is like if you ask any Irishman who their most who is the most loathed man in all the Irish race, they will most likely say Oliver Cromwell. Okay. And Oliver Cromwell, he was an Englishman who set out to destroy the Irish people. So, yeah, when they're saying Oliver boy, that is the Oliver to whom they are referring. God, <laughs> I'm like, that makes ah, sense. Sh- yeah, Oliver Cromwell. And basically, the reference to Palestine, it is exactly that, the reference to the Palestinian-Israeli conflict that was going on in that time at full force. I mean, it's still going on to this day. And it was a long yeah. time before that, too. Oh, yeah. It's been going on for, oh, fuck. It is such a crazy, convoluted story. But he was comparing the, he was comparing the actions of Oliver Cromwell to that conflict that is going on in the Middle East. When basically it's like, my God has a bigger dick than your God, so this is our land. <laughs> and, yeah, that's basically what uh, Cromwell was doing. He was just... Uh, he just saw the Irishmen, the, all the Irish people, as stains on this planet and needed to cleanse the earth. And yeah, that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much where we're at in like any conflict that is fighting for religious purposes. Right. And and yeah, Israel, Israel and Palestine are the poster children of that type of conflict. That is the biggest one that is going on right now. So there you go. Flag and Molly getting all uh, sociopolitical on us. And they do a good job at it, too. Well, we're going to talk about that live show here in a second, and then you're going to get back to talking about the band. But before we do that, we're going to talk about another band. Uh, I want to thank Pat, uh, Pat Society of Violent Society and Violated Records. And, you know, pretty much, I don't know, the last quite a few shows, been playing something that Pat uh, shared with us to check out. Well, we got more. Uh, there's a split that features the bands The Attack and No Thrills, so I decided to split the split, and we're going to play one of those bands on this episode and one on the next episode. This episode, we're going to play a band from Orlando, Florida. It is The Attack. I My first time at Punk Rock Bowling, on my first club show, I saw the band The Attack for the first time. Mm-hmm. See all those firsts? Uh-huh. <laughs> and man, was I impressed. Uh, great find. Hadn't heard them prior to, and they are great. Uh, this release came out a little, you know, uh, maybe the year after. It looks like this split did. The year after I saw them came out July 19th of 2018. And you can go find it on Violated Records, or you can probably get it from either of the bands, The Attack or No Thrills. We'll talk more about No Thrills on the next episode. But The Attack, again, they're great. They're still out playing shows. I think they have like a UK tour coming up. Still doing great stuff. I I haven't seen them, but only that once. I look forward to hopefully getting to see them again. Uh, They're pretty fantastic. So go check out more of their stuff. But a track off of that split is called Bad Guy. Let's check it out here. I broke into your house only to turn off your alarm. You were going to be late for work. I just wanted to make sure. Get out! 
in that chorus <laughs> I mean the word not the phrase I'm not there could be a whole seminar taught on this <laughs> there actually could <laughs> true uh, good stuff that's the attack we'll listen to the no thrills side of that split from Violetta Records on the next episode but it's cool I really like the attack uh, I was happy to get to play more of the attack uh, thank you again to Pat uh, we still have that, and there's one other split for us still to get to, but I might be getting to that over on Punkanoi Worldwide as well, as I did play one of those tracks there already. So uh, we'll be checking out more from Violated Records. You should as well. We're going to get into some Flogging Molly's great cover-to-cover -cover album before we get into some tracks off of a cool compilation, and we're going to talk more about uh, Liberty or Death Records with T here momentarily as well, but you know what we do during this portion before we get to the albums. We're going to talk about some live shows, so before Eric talks about a particular album 
of yeah. flogging mollies. He's going to talk about flogging molly and some other stuff. Yes, in the live setting. Yes. <clears throat> uh, but first, just so I don't uh, interrupt my flow, because like, yeah, I want to just keep it all in the same spot here. Sure. And I'll talk about the shows that are coming up. Okay, let's hear it. All right, on the 14th at Urban Lounge, Full of Hell, Blood Incantation, Vermin, God is War, and Mortuous will be playing there. Only $20. Starts at 6 p.m. and it is a bar. You cool. know what that means. Yeah. Sneak in. <laughs> then on the 16th, also at Urban Lounge, I will be going to this one for sure, is the New York Hardcore Legends, Agnostic Front, Sick of It All, and Crown of Thorns. Yep. That is going to be a rager. I am so excited for that one. And then, yep, and that's only going to be $27.50. It'll start, I'm assuming, around 6 p.m. as well. But yeah, look forward to that one. Then on the 17th, I'm... By the way, I'm not going to get a date. I'm not going to get a night of rest on this one. <laughs> I'll be having, I'll have four shows and four nights. And here are the shows. This one, I will not only be attending, but it will be playing. This is the two-year anniversary of the store Oliver Rock. And that's where you can get all your punk rock gear. Even more than that, you can get all your t-shirts. You can get your patches, buttons, even local cassette tapes. And any type of wristband or jewelry to fit the punk rock garb. Nice. Yep, they used to just be uh, they used to just be in flea markets, so they would sell their stuff on the streets. But after the pandemic, flea markets weren't happening, so they just went for broke and were like, "Yep, you know what? We're gonna open up a store," and been going on for two years. Cool. Anyway, they're playing. Uh, they're doing an anniversary show, and my band Anonymous is going to be on it, alongside with Deathblow. Necrowolf, Marine Corps, Debasers, Dysentery, Badmouth, Total Serial, P.S. Destroy This, and Makosos. And, yeah, that's the Oliver Rock parking lot. It is on State Street and just below 33rd. Look for the Spooks Boutiques store. It is right behind there. And it's free. Nice. It's free as fuck. <laughs> so that means, uh, you know, buy merch. <laughs> right. Spend all the money you would have for a ticket on the bands themselves. Make sure they're actually getting the money. And also, go inside a, yeah, go inside Oliver Rock. Buy some shit from them. And anytime, really. Just right? go. <laughs> okay, then the 18th, that Sunday, I will be seeing Russian Circles at Urban Lounge. And for those of you that don't know, that's a $20 show. It'll be starting at 7 p.m. And... Yeah, I got nothing else to say about that other than I'm excited. Last cool. time I saw Russian Circles was the 2018 Crucial Fest. Nice. And I was uh, I was getting pretty high at that one. <laughs> but if you listen to Russian Circles, that is some music that you want to be high when you listen to them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, on the 19th, oh, this one I've been planning for for over a year, Iron Maiden is returning to Salt Lake City. At USANA Amphitheater. Nice. Uh, I wish it wasn't USANA, but then again, where else would they be playing? Uh, I don't. I don't like USANA. I don't like the way that it's run. I don't like some of the people that work there, and security is kind of, kind of dickheads. It attracts <laughs> some of the biggest, uh, uh, the biggest assholes. But what can you do? It's Iron Maiden. I will sell my soul to see them again. <laughs> but this time, it just cost me. Uh, a ticket that was in the its price was in the three digits, but. <laughs> It's Maiden. You can excuse it. At least anyway. it wasn't your soul. Yeah, exactly. Though I would give my soul to Eddie. 
Uh, yeah. And they're all, anyway, they'll also be playing with uh, Trivium. I have never seen Trivium, and they've been a yeah, they've been a band for almost twenty years now. I think exactly twenty years. So it's it'll be cool to see them. I never saw them. Anyway, and then I'll finally get a break. <laughs> but then after that, on the twentieth, Gaslight Anthem will be playing at the Union <laughs> with Tiger's Jaw. I think it's funny. I saw a band called Tiger Army. And now there's a band called Tiger's Jaw. Tiger's Jaw, nice. However, I won't be attending this one. I'm like, I haven't listened to much of the Gaslight Anthem. What I have heard, they're they're pretty good. I like Gaslight Anthem. They're cool. I have plans that day, but I would go watch them otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, I have plans that day, I'm sure. Yeah, doing anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sounded too cold. But no, I will be so burned out on shows right then. You need a break. I do need a break. Anyway, for those of you that... Don't want a break. Gaslight Anthem and Tiger's Jaw at the Union starting at 6.30, and it is about $40 to get in, which is, uh, I think, pretty steep, but whatever. And on the 22nd, the Bomb Pops are coming to Kilby Court with The Last Gang, and that is a significantly cheaper show, only at $18. Starts at 7 p.m., so all you rockabilly folk, get out there and go pay your respects to The Bomb Pops. There you go. All right, those are all the shows that I got that are coming up within the next week. Dustin, what shows are going on outside of our state lines? Well, the one inside that I am going to go to is that one with dysentery, nauseous, destructive, unwanted noise, and bad nasty. Uh, That's actually happening probably today, the day that this is getting released, so I don't really Mm. need to talk about it anymore. But (laughs) (laughs) uh, if you want... The, there's some other cool shows that are coming about, uh, depending on where you are. If you're in Hyannis in Massachusetts, a $10 show. You can go see Deadlow, Nothing But Enemies, Working Poor USA, and Casket Rots on Friday, September 16th. It's brought to you by Audio Epidemic Records. Uh, get over there. It's Like I said, it's in Hyannis. It's a 21 and older show. So just as Eric said earlier, uh, sneak in, right? Isn't that what he said? Yeah, sneak exactly. In. Sneak in. Uh, if you like Amel and the Sniffers, they're doing a U.S. tour starting on the 18th. And that'll be in L.A., then 20th in Nashville. That's quite a jump. Oh, because they're doing a festival in L.A. There you go. Uh, and then 21st in Atlanta, 23rd in New York, 24th Washington, Boston on the 25th, Detroit 27th, and so forth. We'll get to more of those dates as they work their way back to the West Coast on October 2nd in Salt Lake City at the Depot. We'll talk more about that as it gets closer, but they go coming at us. They, I believe they're from Australia. Uh, then on September 18th, a 21 and older show that'll be in Wallingford, Connecticut, Cherry Street Station. You can go see Counterpunch with a Vulture Wake. And also the strangers and friends of the show cry havoc, so go check that out. Ten bucks. It's a twenty-one and older show. You know what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, and I think the last one I've got to talk about right now, September twenty-fourth at the Chance Theater. Kings never die. The take. Silence equals death. The fatalities, and leave it behind. That's going to be in Poughkeepsie, New York. Fifteen dollar tickets. Go check that out. Uh, a lot of cool bands on that bill. My favorite being The Take, but there's a lot of cool hardcore bands. There's a lot of great bands on that one, If you, depending on what you like. There's some stuff to go check out. Uh, I won't get into too much detail yet because it's kind of far out, but September 30th through October 2nd, oi, it's Hamburg, 
so you know where that's going to go on, but we'll talk more about that as it gets a little closer. And then also Mom's Basement Fest for Mom's Basement Records. That will be in Youngstown, Ohio, and that's going to be on Saturday, October 1st. We'll talk more about that one as it gets closer, but they're festivals. you got to talk about it a little bit ahead of time. You might want to travel to it. you got to got to know a little bit ahead before you get to it. So that's all I got. Eric, Got uh, what do you got? I got to talk about this show. Of course you do. <laughs> and one thing I should mention, this is pretty close to the date of when I first saw Flog and Molly. That was, in, that was September 25th of 2009. That was in the venue. That was their, I'm pretty sure it was the second or first leg. Yeah, their second leg of their North American tour for their album, Float. And what day should it happen to be now but the 13th? So, getting pretty close. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, 13 years since I've seen them for the first time, and I never looked back. That's cool. Anyway, as for uh, this show, let's talk about some of the opening bands. We got there right as the skints were, well, they weren't just finishing up, but we got the last two songs of their set. Okay. And, yeah, I love how they're, like, uh, implementing the old school uh, two-tone ska bit into their sound. I'm talking if you heard the specials, if you heard the selector, if you heard the agri-lights, that's pretty much what they are sounding like. And... It's a nice callback, if I do say so myself. <laughs> and I do. Anyway, then uh, Tiger Army came out. I had never seen Tiger Army. I listened to uh, I listened to him a bit in high school. And hearing them live, at least a couple of songs, that really brought me back. Mostly uh, Cupid's Victim and Fuck the World. <laughs> and it was great. And they... Yep, they look like seasoned veterans of of the rockabilly or psychobilly scene. I consider them more uh, rockabilly because they're not so horror esque. They do, well, they do have a song kind of about the devil, but it's more like making a deal with one, as in like you're betting on it. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, and yeah, they look as good as ever. You know, coming out there in their little dress shirts and the high waisted pants and those creepers. Yep. Guy picks up, and the bassist picks up that giant stand-up bass, and they just start slamming away. It was fun, and the people, they were, oh, they were loving it. It was pretty, it was cool seeing those guys live. So, I was pretty satisfied with them, albeit a very short set. But they are an opening band for a co-headlining tour. Right. Yep. And the first co-headliner was The Interrupters. This was my fourth time seeing them, and this was Aside from punk rock bowling, this was the biggest stage I had seen them on. Nice. And yeah, they really have worked their way up. They just released an album, and I have not listened to the whole thing yet. I'm getting to it. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a I still have a few albums that I have to uh, re-listen to this year or listen to for the first time, and I got a few more that are coming up. Remember October seventh? Yep. <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna be busy. Yes, you will be. Yep, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But with the interrupters, I kind of have to be in the right mood. I have to be chipper and all dancey and just waiting to sing along to it and just like have a have a good old time. And that's exactly what the show was. You know, the the three brothers whose names, their last names I can never remember, 
They all come out on the stage. Bavona. The Bavonas. They came to. They come walking out on stage. Take their respective spots. They just let the. They just let the feedback come out of the amps. They just hold out on some chords, and then along comes Amy, raises her hands up in the air, microphone in hand, and everyone knows. Everyone cheers. It's like here we go. And then, then there's. Then she's like, "Are you ready?" And then she leads in. What's your plan for tomorrow? Then everything gets silent, and it's just the crowd. Are you a leader, or will you follow? You a fighter, will you coward? And they just blow right into it, and that's like, okay, you got him. Hook, line, sinker. We, get, you got our attention now. <laughs> so they played a, they played a great set. They played a lot of songs that I, yeah, that I wanted to hear, and yeah, include, including their cover of "Bad Guy" by Billie Eilish. Now I hate the shit out of that song. Yeah, I am so sick of hearing it. I cannot stand Billie Eilish. Little voice like this, it gets so ear grating. But leave it to the interrupters to pull a Johnny Cash on that and make it better than the original. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was that was really fun. All the Moon Stompers and all the Two Steppers, they were going, they were going ham. They were having a great time, and I was having a great time. I didn't go into the pit for this show like at all, which is. Very interesting for me. I can't remember the last time I stayed away from the pit. <laughs> Even during, and especially during Flog and Molly, this was the first time I was at a Flog and Molly show and did not dance in the proper pit area. But this was the first time I saw Flog and Molly where I was like pretty much on the barricade. I was there was one row of people behind me. This was the closest I had ever been to seeing them, at least in the stage, <laughs> from crowd to stage. I have met them before. I shook all their hands. I have multiple things that are signed by them. You know, so I have been close to them. <laughs> but not like this. Anyway. That the, is different. Yeah, that was different. That is different. This is different. <laughs> so, yeah, I was up there with a couple of my friends, and we are just waiting with bated breath. And then the Who's Baba O'Reilly starts playing. I'm like, oh, this is their stage walking music. I know this because they have done this before. <laughs> and then Bob O'Reilly plays out, finishes, and then they start th playing the song Nothing For Us. I believe that's what it's called, but it was the, the track that opens up Life Is Good. So I'm thinking, okay, this is kind of interesting. I thought that they were just going to walk out and start playing the first song from Anthem, which was, you know, these times are made for drinking. <laughs> or, these times are for drinking. Right. But then they walk out on stage during that, uh, during that shanty chorus. He'll be on now. He'll be on now. The devil is coming. He's not very bright. He'll be on now. And I'm thinking, what are they going to start with? At this point, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> and along comes the banjo. Oh, yeah. And my friend actually called it. He was like, I've never seen them before. I bet they're going to start with drunken lullabies. Well, son of a bitch, he called it. <laughs> so, yeah, and it just went into a frenzy at that point. Everyone was singing. I was screaming the loudest. In fact, one of, one of the kids said next to me, he's like, damn, I thought I was loud, but you. And I was like, well, I'm a singer in a hardcore band. So, yeah, I know how to let my voice carry. Yes. And also, this is my favorite band. I know all their words. Of course I'm going to be screaming that shit. <laughs> So yeah, it was and it was a great show. They played it was a short set. That is one thing. They played just a little over an hour and 
I've seen them when they're due when they're capping out at about an hour and a half, even two hours. Wow. They played some pretty lengthy sets, and this was not one of them. But it's a co-headlining show. They're playing outdoors next to all these uh, apartments. And they even called out. There were people on their balconies just watching the show from their houses. <laughs> and even Dave looked up at them like, he was just like, how many of you have seen Flugging Molly before? How many of you, this is your first time? It's Flugging Molly. We try to make music for everybody, no matter how cheap you are. <laughs> they looked directly up at those people. Everyone's having a laugh. Like I said, Dave is a front man. He knows how to interact with the audience and keep them entertained, even in between songs. And yeah, they played like all the hits. They played Devil's Dance Floor. They played Tobacco Island. <clears throat> and they played What's Left of the Flag and closed with uh, The Seven Deadly Sins. And they played some of their hits from Anthem, one of them being the aforementioned Time is for Drinking, Drinking is for Time. And then the, oh, the crappy boy. <laughs> <laughs> that one that's like, uh, it's interesting because that one is just, uh, it feels like an old Irish, Irish folk song. To where Dave is just singing and he's playing this uh, instrument. I can't remember what it was called. I've seen it called the Budron. It's just sort of like a drum with a bar in it, and you just are, and you're just hitting it with a single little uh, one of those sticks with those uh, fuzzy balls on the end of them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's just kind of like a uh, charging drum, like a. I eat two fried eggs in the morning. I eat two deviled eggs for tea. <laughs> Nice. That's what it is. Uh, the capper boy. It's the insert letter, <laughs> insert word here that begins with the letter C, boy. <laughs> Apostrophe 98. That's go go listen to the new I album. Remember. You'll figure it out. Yeah, I, I did listen to the new album. Not I you, just, but other people. <laughs> yeah, read the, <laughs> the whole album, apparently. So, yeah, overall, it was a great show. My one gripe with it, other than the fact that it was too short, but that's just me, was the sound. The sound. Like, as soon as they kick into drunken lullabies, all I could hear was the bass. All I could hear was just rumbling. I'm like, I can't even hear the melodies of this. I can hear Dave singing. I can hear Mike Alonzo just uh, pattering away on them drums. But all I'm hearing is Nate's bass. And it's not to dog on him as a bassist. But that's not the focus of, of this song in particular, in most of the songs. Oh, man. So I was, uh, I was kind of bummed out about that. It did get a little better as it went along. But uh, honestly, the, the, sound, the sound guy needs to be, uh, he needs to be checked. Give, that guy, give the sound guy a sound check. Right? <laughs> yeah. Come on, sound guy. Uh, anyway, that's, uh, yeah, that's about what my... Tenth time seeing Floggy Molly was all about. And and yeah, as far as the show, I've never seen a bad show from them. And this was not a bad show. I was having a lot of fun. I was hearing all this, not all the songs that I wanted to hear. Obviously, there are scores of songs I wish that they would play. <laughs> but, the, but yeah, the ones they played were important to me. I'm still holding out for them to play with a wonder and a wild desire. If I hear that song, I am just throwing myself up to the front, and I am just going to be staring directly at Dave's eyes, singing every lyric of that one. That's my favorite. That's my favorite song from them. Nice. And it's from my favorite album, Within a Mile of Home. If you remember uh, the St. Paddy's Day episode back in 2021, I had a lot to say about that one, and I played that song on that episode. 
and I'm going to be playing songs from my other favorite album. It's kind of hard to say which one is my all-time favorite. At this point, they're interchangeable. <laughs> it just kind of depends on the mood. That means there's, they're just good, right? They're good. They don't have to be the best because it'll interchange. Well, And that means they're putting out really good quality. Oh, yes. They're both quality. They are both phenomenal albums. Within a Mile of Home, the other one, let's be honest, say it with me, is Drunken Lullabies. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's like the record that made Floggin' Molly a household name. That was the one with all the hits on it. That was the one where everyone was like partying and drinking. They really solidified their sound on that one and really just made themselves out to be the next big thing, which they kind of were. They were just taking the world by storm at that point. And it's like, yeah, this is Irish punk rock. And like I said earlier, they are not the first, but they were the ones to really take it by the reins and just run with it. And, and yeah, I may have mentioned this story before as my introduction to Flogging Molly. It was just a friend, it was just a CD that I borrowed from a friend. I burned me a copy and then listened to it. And it was the song Salty Dog from Swagger. I listened to the first five seconds of it and was like, nope, this is shit. Because I was in the depths of my heavy metal phase. <laughs> so every any song that I heard that didn't have distorted guitars, slamming riffs, or guttural vocals was bad on principle. Right. <laughs> so I give it to my friend. He was like, Flog and Molly, what are these guys? Oh, you won't like them. They suck. Oh, well, can I have this? Yeah, go ahead. Take it off my hands. I don't want to listen to it again. And then he sees me again. He's like, dude, these guys are fucking awesome. I go, no, they're not. Dude, you got to listen to them. And I was just so, I was in such protest that I could not listen to it again. I didn't want to admit it. <laughs> Ugh, teenage minds. But he did. He sat, he sat me down. He's like, watch Whiskey on a Sunday, their documentary. If you don't like it after the first five minutes, then I will stop twisting your arm. So I'm like, fine. I see the first five minutes of uh, Flogging Molly's Whiskey on a Sunday, and and it opens up with them playing in, uh, uh, in some music festival in Switzerland. And they get a, some live clips of them playing Drunken Lullabies. So then he pauses it afterwards, and he's like, Well, and I begrudgingly s submit. Okay, you're right. <laughs> they are actually pretty awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, I burned a copy of, uh, of the Whiskey on a Sunday bonus CD that I got, and I was trying to find that song, Drunken Lullabies, but there is only an acoustic version on that said album. But what I did find was the live version of What's Left of the Flag. And I was like, okay, okay, I think this is going to be one of my favorite songs. And there is a song, I am going to be playing it on this record, on <laughs> on this record, <laughs> on this episode, in this great cover-to-cover -cover album. But first, I want to talk about another bag of bricks. Really because I love how it's just sort of uh, kind of groovy and the accordion and the banjos work off of each other. And it just, it just feels so nice. <laughs> it feels kind, of, uh, feels kind of sinister. It feels like there's some uh, ulterior motives going on here. But I can't say much more about it. You just gotta listen to it. Here's another bag of bricks. <laughs> Thank you. 
as all I'll ever know So when you get to heaven, may the devil be your judge song kind of holds a special pot a special spot in me heart is when i saw them uh for the fourth time it was their uh, green 17 tour back in 2013 and i remember specifically that that show because it was the set of all their deep cuts they played a lot of songs that i had never heard live and that they rarely played live and another bag of bricks is one of them and not only that that was the song that they opened up their set with and I was just like taken really aback. I was like, okay, I know that they pull, I know that they open up their shows with like uh, songs from the album that was just released, and I've expected them to just start up with uh, the likes of you again, as they have done many times before. But that one, one of the lesser known songs from Drunken Lullabies. Okay, I think I'm in for a wild ride here, and a <laughs> wild ride it was. That is still my favorite show that they played. Well, that and the time that I saw them in May of 2010, the second time I saw them, because <laughs> that was a that was also a wild show. <laughs> anyway, I could go on. Um, yeah, as for the other song in this that I chose for this uh, great cover to cover <laughs> album snippet of the episode, I was really tossed up. I wanted to do what is one of my all time favorites, definitely within the top three favorite songs from Vlog and Molly. If I ever leave this world alive. And I opted out of that one because the live version is much better. <laughs> it is. I can find a better live version and I can, uh, you know, just kind of uh, gawk over that one in another episode and another time. But I wanted to hit What's Left of the Flag because that was my first favorite Flog and Molly song. I listened to that one. I absorbed all the lyrics. I absorbed all the, every note <laughs> that was on that, that was on that song. And from 09 to 2010, that was when I was just going down the rabbit hole and just eating up their discography. Nice. And it wasn't until the second time I saw them, as I said, in May 2010, that I decided, yeah, you know what? I think they're my favorite band now. That's cool. That's that's how it's been for the last... 12 years? Yeah, the last 12 years. Never bent. Flogging Molly will, is still my favorite, even though I don't think too highly of their new album, but... Hey, your favorite bands disappoint you sometimes. Sometimes. They still have a large body of work. Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, they do. <laughs> I've made many a playlist, sir. So, so yeah, without further ado, the song doesn't need an introduction, but it's, uh, it's what's left of the flag. 
His eyes, they closed, and his last breath spoke. He had seen all to be seen, a life once full, now an empty vase, with the blossoms on his early grave. Walk away, me boy, walk away, me boy, and by morning we'll be free. Wipe that golden tear from your mother. What's left of the flag for me Then the rosary beads Count them one, two, three Fell apart as they hit the floor In our garb of black We must pay respect to the colour We're born to mourn Walk away, me boys Walk away, me boys But morning we'll be free Break the golden tear From your mother dear Raise what's left of the flag for me Just like that. <laughs> yeah, another thing I really love about that song is the slow burn intro. How the instruments just build on top of each other and then all of a sudden just breaks. I love it. It just feels so natural. And yeah, they save that song for the end of their set every time. Just as they did the last time I saw them, and every other time before that. 
Sometimes they even close with it. So, yep, that's what I got to say about Drunken Lullabies. I may have to revisit this album again because there's just too many songs to enjoy off of this one. Still looking for this one on vinyl, by the way. So, so yeah, if you see it, let, me let know. Eric know. Let me know. <laughs> Donate it. Sell it to me. I don't give a hoot. Excellent. Well, we are at that point where we're just about to jump into the interview with T. Uh, talk about Liberty or Death Records, Oi to the World, Italian Blood. We're going to play a couple bands. Uh, I'll play one here in a moment that's on the Liberty or Death Records compilation. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about that here in the interview in just a moment. That uh, compilation is called Punk and Oi Fight Animal Abuse, Volume 1. Uh, before we get into that, uh, we're also going to mention during the interview Save the Sidebar, which is a benefit compilation that came out on Oi to the World. So go over to Oi to the World, bandcamp.com. We'll talk a little bit about it in the interview, but uh, it does feature 19 bands. It is to benefit. Uh, or all the proceeds anyway, they go to benefit Feed the Scenes GoFundMe to help fund uh, the Sidebar, which is a long-standing punk rock DIY all-ages venue that has been a major part of the Baltimore scene. So, you know, especially if you're anywhere around Baltimore want to go check out shows, you want to keep stuff like that alive for sure. And uh, even if you're not and you don't ever plan to go see shows there, well, guess what? There's 19 bands, a lot of cool ones on this compilation. It's 7 bucks, 19 tracks. Uh, we played several of the bands, including Italian Bloods on there, American Television, The Jasons, Ravagers, OC45, a lot of great bands. There's a whole bunch more. But go check it out over on the Bandcamp page, and then uh, you'll probably want to pay the 7 bucks. And then guess what? Mm-hmm. I think the other ones also might be, I can't remember if it was seven or not. I, I got that one a month or so ago. But the other one, again, Punk and Oi Fight, Animal Abuse. There is 32 tracks on there, a couple live tracks. We're going to talk more about that as well on the interview. But it goes to, or all the proceeds go to Brick City Rescue to help fight uh, or prevent fight animal abuse. Uh, Brick City Rescues in New Jersey, and it is a domestic bully rescue. Go support Liberty or Death Records and help them support Brick City Rescue. So go over to Liberty or Death Records 2, that's number 2.bandcamp.com. And man, there's so many great bands. We played so many of these bands like Broken Cuffs, Vis for Race, Shape for Battle, Marching Orders, Mortalis. Dry Sockets, City Saints, The Boldness, Italian Blood's also on there, and it is a different Italian Blood track on this one to the other one, just so you know. It's not the same track. Uh, Doug and the Slugs, Bullshit Detector, Fearless Veterans, Beer Teufel, uh, who else is on there? Uh, ben Out of Shape, Out of Order, Hard Cell, Hanging Judge, Antagonizers, ATL, uh, Hooligan 45, Firepower, and there's so many other bands that I didn't name. I was just trying to quickly name all the ones that I know that we've played here on the show. So let's get into one of those. We're going to kick off the interview here in just a second, right after we play a track from the band Patriot. Patriot's from Wilmington, North Carolina. That sounds like a very patriotic city. Right? <laughs> uh, they it form- sounds colonial, actually. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they formed way back in 1990, been a band for over 32 years, uh, put out a lot of great music, check them out. I think they were just over in the UK doing 
Blackpool, why is my uh, name or drawn a blank? Uh, <laughs> Blackwater? No, Blackpool, the festival in August that I talked about a bunch back then. Why is my mind drawn a blank? Fuck, something's wrong with me. Uh, <laughs> you just have a lot of stuff to talk Rebellion about. Festival, there you go. Yeah, hey, there we are. There we go. Uh, they, they played that show, playing some shows. Patriots, awesome. Uh, this track is also on there. It kicks off the compilation, and it is called Skinhead Nation. We're going to hear it now, immediately followed by Interview with T, and then afterwards we'll check out another track, which is also a new track, new not being on the band's other releases. We'll check out the Enforcers after. Here we go with Patriot, though, Skinhead Nation.
And we are here with T. Soprano. Is that right, T. Soprano? Anthony T. Soprano. Yeah, Anthony T. Soprano of Italian Blood and Liberty or Death Records. How's it going, T.? It's going very well. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. Of course, every, anytime. We you love joined, talking to a good old fella. You joined the elite class of third time on the show. There's only, I think, yourself and maybe Step 13 that's been on the show three times. <laughs> hey, man. Well, let's go for four next time. Right? Yes, take the lead. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Before we get into like the big reason why we're here, and maybe it'll just be a good transition into it, tell us about your band. What's your band up to? Italian Blood is doing some cool stuff. Um, you know, playing a lot of shows. Um, we got a lot of stuff going on with a uh, label that I just joined, which is uh, Liberty or Death Records. So, um, in addition to the shows I book, booking some stuff for the the label. You know, like actual shows the uh, label is uh, promoting and putting on. Yeah, we got stuff. We got a, a couple shows in Jersey, of course. Um, you know, stuff for Baltimore, where I'm from, and. Uh, some stuff going on in Delaware and probably uh, Queens area. So, uh, you know, we got stuff based on songs we're doing. Like we got a, a, a Jersey Shore EP coming out soon. We got a, a Gabagool EP coming out soon. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we got like a whole bunch of stuff going on. Like we got a lot of releases that are entirely way too overdue, but uh, hope to have three releases in the next like, Eight to 12 months or so so you guys are staying pretty damn busy yeah i mean you know about 12 or 13 of, of those songs would be new the other 12 is what happens when there's a pandemic and it takes you three fucking years to get an album done <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry it's taken by band over five years to get an album done we're not even halfway through learning all the songs <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 we did a, a big recording session like a week before <clears throat> and then a week after the pandemic we were supposed to finish so we did like a lot of remote stuff and then it's just been like constantly catching up between like you know rushing to do shows pandemic you know, bullshit and then uh you know like new songs coming in like new members stuff like that honestly man just like a lot of bullshit <laughs> but uh it happens it happens yeah it does the typical the typical uh speed bumps you get in the band life yep yeah exactly well talk to us about liberty or death record oh uh, it's i mean it's cool man so you know i started i started over the world during the pandemic just because you know trying to get music out there um you know trying to do the promo especially when everyone was just kind of hanging out and that's when i met a um, you know, Dan through Liberty or Death Records. It was kind of funny because he, he plays a mob mentality. So I was I was trying to get them on a show. I'd heard of them. I knew they were like a solid boy band. And they had the name Mob in. I was like, oh, this is perfect, man. I'm going to tell you blood, mob mentality. Started thinking about all this crazy shit in the stars. And then, um, so when he started talking, he was like, hey, man, you want to jump on this label uh, since we can't do show? I mean, on this comp since we can't do uh, shows. And then I had no idea he was involved in the labels. So... After talking to him for the past couple of years, uh, he asked me a few months ago if I wanted to uh, team up. And I was like, yeah. He's like, look, man, he's like, you know, I, I do a lot. I know a lot. I want to get a lot more stuff done and I just need some help. So I'm basically doing a lot of operation stuff for them. We just released a compilation, um, which is on the band camps, which is a uh, Liberty or Death Records, the number two dot band bandcamp.com. And that is, jeez, um, man, 30 plus songs. It's like the first comp that the uh label's done 
All the proceeds go to Brick Rescue City, which is um, a, a local DIY punk run rescue for dogs. Uh, we've already contributed a couple hundred dollars, and it's it's loaded, man. I mean, if you're into punk annoy, like half a gazillion bands on here, um, <laughs> Patriot, uh, Broken Cuffs, uh, Chemical X. If anyone's not heard of them, man, they're this young, very good, very, very good band coming out of Jersey. Uh, Italian Blood will be doing some shows with them including some of the shows that we're doing for uh, the uh, label. It's like seven bucks and, you know, all the uh, donations go to, to uh, stop animal abuse. We've had some good sales, good listens, and it, it, it's just the beginning. You know, uh, Dan's already involved in like, a lot of releases, but we're going to do a lot more. We're going to do a lot more um, shows. We're trying to get our hands in some festivals. Uh, you know, he's he's got some bands and stuff he's doing for uh, Crash Festival, which is coming up in October. I'm gonna um, be there. Awesome, man! It's it, it is stacked lineup, man. It sure is. It is. Uh, it's kind of like a mini rebellion, you know. It's like I guess like the best way to put it. And he's involved in that. We're um, possible release involved with that, but I can't say for sure. Or it's possible there might be an album coming out off, off the bands on the the bill. We got like a mob mentality, firepower. There's leave a split coming out with mob and uh, South Class veterans. There's probably another like 10 releases we're doing, you know, cassettes and vinyl. So we're hoping to do more um, of those, hoping to announce more. And like our first show that we're doing is uh, uh, something that he and I have been uh, working on. We got um, the uh, Warriors are coming to the East Coast prior to going to uh, Crash Fest. So we have them in Baltimore with uh, Mob Vitality, Chemical X, Italian Blood, The Warriors. There's a fifth band that I can't name. That's <laughs> going to be pretty good coming up soon. And then they're doing three more shows. So I was involved in that. Um, stoked for that. Um, it's going to be September 29th through October 2nd, East Coast. Then in Jersey on November 19th, we got like a first actual promo show for the uh, label. You know, we're going to have tons of merch there. You know, doing like a lot of repping. <clears throat> we got uh, South Coast Veterans, uh, Chemical X, Italian Blood, and probably two more bands for that. So we're hoping to do a lot more shows like that. <clears throat> um, you know, East Coast, uh, Jersey, New York, Baltimore. Just continue all that into uh, 2023. Certainly love to do like a festival like Crash or even like East Coast Crash uh, sometime next year as well. When is Italian Blood and Mom Mentality going to do a split EP and call it Skinheads and Gangsters? <laughs> Skinheads and Gangsters. I mean, you know, they're Irish, uh, Italian. Um, he's got he's got some like really funny names in the band too. So he's got uh, I want to say Mickey the Drunk, and we've got Maddie Two Dicks. So I mean, you got you get so much playing off that. You know, you can do so much with with uh, Sopranos, mob movies. Uh, it, it, it you know the ideas are endless, man. So, <laughs> There's ever a documentary made about this label? Get Scorsese to direct it. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. You have like him on one side. Sean Penn on the other, you know, <laughs> and we got, you know, tons of merch too, man. We like, he's got like a gazillion shirts and stuff like that. We're doing, um, you know, we just, uh, did some pins and stickers for like the original label. Uh, there's another red label, you know, Doc Martin boot stuff. So, you know, we're going to be, you know, just trying to push as much as we can for, you know, all aspects of the label. Even started a fucking TikTok, man. I have no idea what the fuck we're going to do. It's like, you know, I'm going to try to do some funny shit, but you know, we'll see. We're doing 10 questions with bands, you know, just kind of like combination of you know, funny stuff and, you know, stuff like who's your influences, who would you like to see you play with? So uh, got one with Patriot coming out soon. Yeah, that's kind of a fun way that uh, TikTok works is like, yeah, you just get these little uh, bite-sized uh, snippets in the forms of promotions. And it's like, yeah, if you make it entertaining, people will pay attention. 
Exactly, man. Yeah. So even if even if I'm reading off what the band says, you know, I'll talk in my Tony Soprano voice and you know, act like a jackass, and you know, if I see the views going up, I'm doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You are doing something right. That's uh, publicity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about the. I want to ask you about the uh, compilation. Is there anything? Uh, you said it's a pretty stacked, uh, uh, let's see, track listing. It sure is. There's 32 and, tracks on yeah. there. I'm looking at it right now, the track listing. Yeah. Is there anything uh, specific about some of the tracks that makes it, uh, that just kind of adds on to how special the compilation is? Like, are they unreleased tracks? Or are they some uh, B-sides or C-sides or anything of that sort? We got a couple um, live tracks in there, you know, uh, from Mob Mentality, um, Hardcore Hooligans, you know, except those are the last two tracks um so you know i i I don't believe those are released i can't say for sure but i'm pretty sure they're they're not uh i there's so many songs i kind of lost count of what was going on for each band you know but it's cool because uh you know just like if you're into this music there's a lot of good music uh i'm sure there's bands you've you've heard of bands you haven't you know some i hadn't heard of i was like oh wow like these guys are good i gotta look these guys up yeah I, i would usually go down the list but you know, I don't think you're going to follow what I'm saying. <laughs> I think yeah. the list is it's great. Out of 32 bands, there were four that I had not heard of, which is cool just in the sense, you know, the, the great thing about compilations, splits, and so forth is the bands you know attract you to it, and then you get to discover okay. other bands that you may not know. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of great bands. There's, I haven't gone through, like I bought it right when it came out, listened to a handful of the tracks, but haven't had enough time to sit down and go through like all 32 tracks. And I know that there's some, and I remember reading that a handful of them were uh, unreleased previously. You know, at some point in the future, maybe they will be released. Maybe they're off of upcoming releases and so forth. But I know at, when this was released, which was a little over a month ago, Oh, it's exactly a month ago, August 7th. At that moment, a handful of the tracks were previously unreleased tracks. But I don't remember which one's off the top of my head. I think that Patriot one was. Yeah, I'm not sure. We put this together in like a couple weeks, so it was kind of crazy. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of good stuff, though. Uh, Definitely worth checking out. Uh, Any fan of punk, because there's a a variety of punk on there. Uh, Yeah. You're going to know a couple of the bands, and just for the same reason I just mentioned, you'll want to check it out because bands that you will know that are involved are going to get you interested. So you go check out who else is involved. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And a lot of active bands, a lot of those bands out playing shows, man, Antagonizers, ATL, shit, second shows have been able to get back going everywhere because it was kind of different in different places. But now that it's pretty much everywhere you can go, those guys are all over the place. Yeah, man. Every time I see like a video of them, you know, them and like broken cuffs, they're just hitting a lot of good spots. And you see like a lot of crazy crowds, man. It's like, you know, like, you know, like big crowds, but like a lot of people moving around too. What else? I know that you can't talk about everything, but uh, I know there's several tapes and, and so forth. What's, what's the plan? Are you guys planning uh, I, I know you kind of briefly mentioned, but when, when you have the reach that you have, uh, is there, uh, especially East Coast, because you guys are East Coast, uh, plan for your own festival like Crash Festival or, you know, the cool thing about Crash Festival, and this will be the first time I'm going, is that it bounces around between Seattle, Portland, and San Francisco, I think. But yep. a couple days, a lot of cool bands. I mean, they have several bands from all over Europe which is pretty awesome. It's not just your 
hey, yeah. uh, come check out the guys that are within five hour drive. It's like people legitimately that you would have to fly to go see if you don't go see them here. <laughs> yeah, man, Warriors, you know, Lions Law, bands like them, you know, like definitely worth checking out. Oh, yeah. But for us, if we could get something on the East Coast, either like a version of Crash or something that we do on our own, you know, that's what we want to do. Um, we could easily do something in Jersey. They got a, like a lot of promoters there, but like Baltimore is also going to kind of be our home base just because like there's not like a ton of labels that have like a lot of outreach here. So our plan is to get like, a lot of shows, a lot of people um, involved here and kind of start like our own little LOD scene here. That's awesome. You pick up where Northeast Oi Fest uh, left yeah. off. Uh, I'm not yep. sure. I think I've heard that maybe something is supposed to arise uh, out of that. I know that uh, Dan that was doing that, uh, he's a busy guy. And so hopefully that, that happens. But uh, I, I would think that East Coast, so I'm, I'm considering trying to do something of that nature myself. But for me, it's like, all right, plan around something else that's bigger, such as, uh, you know, punk rock bowling, because then bands will already yeah. be out here. Yeah. But East Coast, the flights from Europe, they're shorter, they're cheaper. And then the bands can go, they could plan a, a two-week tour around coming to see or coming to play your festival because they can hit up, yep. you know, short drives to several cities all throughout the, the East Coast, Northeast. And, and so I, I think that'd be a, a great fit and probably relatively easy to, you know, depending on when you plan it, but to get the bands there and the population's there. So that should be pretty easy to get the, the crowd too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there are tons of cities out here and uh you know, like for anybody's in Europe, if you come to the East Coast, man, like there are huge cities all within like a few hour distance. But then there's other places too. Like you can hit up like a place like Pittsburgh, which isn't you know that much further away from like the main coast. Everyone knows Boston, New York, but you know, Connecticut's got like a little bit of scene. And then if you want to go like a little further west, I mean, you know, like Ohio, Columbus has got some stuff, you know, Detroit, so it's not like the furthest thing away where Right, yeah, West Coast, Chicago, Detroit, yeah. Cleveland, all of those in that oh, that yeah. Rust Belt or whatever people want to call it. That's a, a great place. It's not far from there. Plus, there's several places once you're there that you can hit that have a good sized crowd. Uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, up in that neck of the woods too. Yep. Your band, Italian Blood. What do you guys got planned in, as far as a recording? I know you touched on that in the top of the okay. at the top of the interview. Yeah. Well, let's uh, so, reiterate, I guess. We got um, an album that, like, oh, like a full length that's been done, uh, minus like a couple little tracks we got to do. But we just got to finish uh, mixing and mastering. So uh, we thought we were going to have that done like a month ago. But then um, there's like a lot of like, just like bad luck happened with like stuff. And um, so hopefully in the next two months, we'll actually have that finished. And then I'd like to say like we have it you know, sometime this year, but I don't think it's happening. <laughs> We're we got studio time that we're gonna use for uh, a, a Gabagool EP that will and um, a, a Jersey Shore EP. So the Gabagool is a uh, is gonna be some covers. I can't get into it because it's gonna be a surprise. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably gonna be in the fall. It, I don't know if you guys uh, remember or checked out our uh, Christmas EP. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be similar to that. Where uh, I basically come up with the song. I, I try to make it work. And make it Italian, and then for at least two of the tracks, I go back and make the lyrics as horrible as possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! 
So, but sometimes horrible yeah. as possible makes it so much more yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely, man. You know, there's like, you know, every once in a while I hear like some of those, the uh, Christmas songs and I just start laughing. But like on the one, it's uh, it was the night before Italian Christmas. Uh, it's just our old uh, guitarist talking in like the uh, Joey Diaz voice. We were like in the car and um, I didn't realize like I had my uh, phone on. So we're like, oh, let's put on some music. And my son was like, oh, I want to hear this song. So I turned up the volume and it goes right into the song. And he's like, shut the fuck up, you little bastards. And I was like, motherfucker, I'm going to change it, change it, change it. So, you know, it, it's always one of those little gifts that you're like, yes, dude, two years later, it's still funny as fuck. So uh, <laughs> that's what we're planning for the uh, Gobble EP. You know, classic songs, but these are going to be punk instead of, you know, Christmas uh, making that. The uh, Jersey Shore EP, it's just going to be, you know, I mean, you could essentially say you could probably take any of our songs from Italian Blood and make them the Jersey Shore uh, EP album, etc. But these are like specific uh, titles. I could probably give a couple teasers. Uh, one is called uh, GTL, which is a uh, Jim Tan Laundry. Yeah. If anyone, oh, if anyone's ever been to Long Island or ever watched the Jersey Shore, I've never watched this stupid fucking show. But um, like it's it, it it is for real. Like it is it is a thing. Then uh, we got another song. It's called uh, You Know You Want It. It's all about. You know, Guido's at the gym. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, it's going to be out of control. But you know, like the album's coming out um, at some point. Um, I, I think all those are going to probably come out you know next year. It's almost worse, in my opinion, to make a full album right now. It's all about you know like releases and keeping everybody updated with you know something new. Uh, I see bands that release like a song every every two months, every two or three months, and they're mm-hmm. you know essentially trying to get like that traction. Oh, you yeah. Know. Yeah, that was what, uh, oh man, what was that one band called? They were doing like an album a month, or not an a album, single. a song a month. The you band, I think they were from Spain, yeah. and the, the draws a, a blank. We played a handful of the tracks. They, they'd send them over to us, and they started like February, and I think every month, including February through November, they, they released a single every single month, and then at the end of November, that was the entire album, and so then they released it as an album all the, the singles that they released monthly. Well, I mean, I remember the, maybe like 15, 20 years ago, and Jerry only was talking about that. It's like, it's all about EPs, man. And like, at the time, physical stuff was still like king. And I was like, eh, I don't know, man. Like, it's kind of a pain in the ass to have an EP for sale. But, you know, I guess like his forward thinking was very correct. Because as things go to streaming, like, you know, people are just looking for like your next song and it's a lot cheaper to put out. So, Yeah, it's like a, Really, uh, seven inches in general. Like, if you're releasing a A side, B side single, or if you just leave, yep. like even a three, four song EP, people will people are more accustomed to that because you know they don't have to devote so much attention as they would an LP, especially yep. if they're a band that's uh, relatively unknown. Yep. Yeah, and you know the, the cost and time of mixing a couple songs, easy man. <laughs> right. Yeah. And for the people buying it, the people buying it are going to spend five to fifteen bucks for the EP, and uh, for the full length, it's probably going to be fifteen to thirty bucks, depending on yeah, exactly who's selling it and what you're making it out of. So uh, there's that as well. Yeah, exactly. So you have a handful of shows coming up, and every time I see the depot uh, on the flyers for the shows, I always think. Are they coming to Salt Lake? And then I realized, oh, it's that one that's on the East Coast. So the, it's the depot in, in Baltimore. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I think I don't know if it's still operating. There's actually a depot in PA too, like around oh, okay. like Lancaster, but uh, York. But I think that closed. So it's good to know there's a depot in SLC, man. There so, is. Uh, Speaking oh, yeah. of which, uh, the depot. Yep. There's like a podcast that uh, I watched. It's like all about the misfits, and uh, but then he's got like another one. It's called um, it's called Pizza Punk. He had the uh, director of SLC on there, and like I didn't know like the dude actually lived there. I mean, I assumed there had to be some connection, but uh, he was just talking about like <laughs> how different shit was from like being in New York to going to SLC, and I was like, yeah, I can't imagine doing that fucking transition. But uh, it's interesting like to hear like. A lot of the stuff he was he said in the movie like was like true like a lot of like those characters so like I guess my question like to you guys is like is there like a like a big punk scene uh, like out there and um, if so like back in that time was you know uh, mid late nineties was it one well I can't attest for the uh, mid nineties as I was still uh, I was still a baby back then <laughs> okay yeah yeah uh, but in my in my last uh, fifteen years in the uh, in the scene yeah the punk scene is very vibrant but the little the mini scenes that ebbs and flows like uh say yeah, last, yeah, yeah. like uh five years ago street punk and thrash and all of that stuff the skinhead <laughs> stuff it was pretty big it was bumping all around uh salt lake city and even the old hardcore scene it was uh right. really up north in our sit in the city ogden that had a huge well, scene and it was a pretty violent scene too it was getting gnarly up there <laughs> but yeah but then the pandemic happened, and a lot of bands just kind of uh, dropped off. And now street punk and thrash in general is just dead in Salt Lake. Hardcore is making a bit of a comeback. And now power violence is what's reigning supreme. And all the crust bands as well. So yeah. there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of shit happening around there. So, so yeah, it is a vibrant scene, but it's pretty fragmented, we'll say that. Yeah, it happens all the time, man. There's like... In multiple punk scenes in Baltimore that overlap, but even then you could like be huge in a punk rock, never even know about like these other 10 to 15 bands that are playing like uh, down the street if you're right. only in like a certain scene. So. Yeah, and that's how it is here. Like the scene is it's vibrant as all hell. Within the last two years, so many bands have been performing, and it's like everyone's in a band, everybody's uh, promoting or putting on shows, new venues are opening, and it's it's great. It's great to see that happening. But at the same time, it gets very overwhelming because, I mean, compared to all the cities on the East Coast, we are a small city here. We have a very yeah. small seed and we can't expect, we can't just like spread ourselves out too thin because otherwise you're just going to have a bunch of shows in one night where the bands are just playing to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But, you know, it, it does work itself out. I mean, a lot of bands, yeah, they start up. I've been in bands that don't even last a year. I've seen others that don't even last two months or a week, or a yeah. week if, even, if even. Yeah. And, and that's just how it goes. I mean, these bands, it's like very reactionary. It's like you want to get in, you want to say what you want to say, and then... Yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I I feel good. That's all I need. Okay, band's over. We did an EP. We're good. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's how it goes. And it's uh, and it's fine. It's fun. It's good to see that people are getting way into it, even if it is for just like that little second, and then they just go off and uh, you know they do what they do. Yeah, exactly. Man. But so many uh, young new faces coming in. It's. I just remember like going to the first round of shows when, you know, the quarantine was lifted and masks were coming off and, you know, everyone was getting stuck with a needle yep. to get vaccinated. 
though they're worse. But that's not important right now. The important thing was like I went to I went to an underground show and I uh, was playing an underground show and I'm looking in the audience. I'm like, God damn, I don't recognize any of you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, awesome. yeah, but, yeah like, that's good, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, it, it, if, if people congregate, yeah, it's good. It's just a fresh batch of kids to like uh, open up to. I could have been. I mean, I was in a band for years, and now all these uh, all this new fish has just come right in. I'm like, okay, let's see what we can do with uh, this audience. Let's see if we can Definitely. bring them in, hook, line, sinker, and we have yep. we've accrued quite a few. Uh, we've accrued quite a following over the past couple of years. Awesome, man. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah, I'm just hoping the same for uh, everyone else. But yep. But yeah, just be careful if the. Uh, if so many bands start forming and it's like, yeah, everybody's in a band, everybody's playing shows, then it's like, well, I'll catch them at the next one. Right. Yeah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> it's a double-edged sword, to say the least. But yeah, what can you do? Just right? keep going. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I remember like being like 19, 20 and seeing shows where like there were people who were like 30 and I was like, dude, like, why does it seem like everyone that only goes to shows is young? It's going to be fucking weird if I'm, if I'm 30. And now like that I'm like over 30, I'm like, dude, like, I am never fucking stopping going. Like, it's almost like fucking weird that I saw people like who were 30, like hanging out in the back, like, oh, I'm too old. Or like, uh, like all the friends that like, get older, like, oh, I'm really not going to shows anymore. I'm like, Dude, that's all I fucking think about. <laughs> I was like, that's all I do. It's all I want to do. So I was like, I don't know. You know, I, I guess some people are meant for it or are just too busy. But uh, I'm like, dude, if, if, if there's three or four bands and that's all we're playing to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> I've played Wait. shows where we're literally just playing to the openers or the headliners. It's yeah, and maybe maybe there are two people in the audience, and they're like uh, one of the members' girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever, and they didn't right. even pay to get in; they were guest listed. Yeah, yeah, man, going on tour too, man. Like it's like a fucking Monday, and you're like, all right, there's ten people in the crowd. Hopefully, when we're done, there's twenty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking Monday, and I don't know, you know, oh well. So. Ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows. (laughs) Right? It is tough for bands, especially when you have to, like, coordinate work schedules. Is there any possibility you, uh, Italian blood anyway, or anything that you're going to work on or work with are going to venture outside that New Jersey, Baltimore, New York area? Yeah, definitely. We, um, with, like, the pandemic hitting, like, as we were starting to really play out more, we kind of had to start up a little bit. You know, the one thing you kind of figure out is like, in one way, there's bands that last forever, but then every like two, three years, man, you'll see bands that like even have huge filings, man, and they're just like, uh, yeah, like we're done, or like some shit happened, and that's it. And after a while, it it sucks, but you just kind of see it happen more often. So for us, like a lot of the bands that we're starting to be friends with, like half of them, like you know, uh, weren't bands anymore. So we had to kind of you know like, reestablish contacts. That's essentially what we did this year. Is you know try to like I kind of call it like the spider web. You kind of make that first outline, and that's where you want to kind of uh, I guess like develop a bit of like a scene, like a following, if possible, fans, fans. And after you kind of like hit those four or five cities, try to branch out, like and do more. So for us, time blood, it's uh, pretty fucking easy, man. It's like we're gonna do Jersey, Philly, New York, Baltimore, because <laughs> that's where you know that's where it's all from. We're working on some stuff in Boston, stuff. Um, in Pittsburgh, uh, Connecticut, had a couple of Boston dates we were working with. We just couldn't get everything to kind of like line up for what we wanted to do. 
that is like 100% on the radar for uh, 2023. You know, we'll just kind of see where it all goes from there. Like I know, um, you know, Pittsburgh's got some good bands. We were like 100% trying to get overseas too. So, By the way, that band is Total Massacre. Okay. That's what, okay. <laughs> that's what they were doing. Well, is there anything else? Because I know that there's projects and stuff that you've mentioned that you can't really give a lot of details. So it feels like that we've covered all the stuff that we can cover. Is there anything else that we haven't covered that Italian blood, that Liberty or Death records, or anything else that you're involved with is up to? Um, I think I pretty much mentioned everything. Um, you know, just got to you know, stay tuned for anything we do. Um, <clears throat> we actually have a uh, uh, Facebook page, a uh, community page for uh, Liberty Death Records. Uh, yeah, you know, like if anyone's uh, trying to get some updates, uh, we have a, a community page. It's just called Liberty or Death Records Community, a public group. So, you know, like anybody can post anything they want. But uh, it's a lot of stuff we do with the bands we're uh, playing with, going to book, or uh, have done releases, or going to do releases, stuff like that. And that's where we kind of announce like the stuff we're doing uh, on Bandcamp with uh, merch, stuff like that. As soon as we get this like TikTok shit running, we'll definitely put it on there too. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for that, man. I, I just like haven't had the time to get into it. But um, I mean, I can be like a really goofy, stupid asshole. Um, <laughs> Me too. <but> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, doing stuff like that. And, you know, like um, I think I already plugged the. Uh, Bandcamp, Liberty or Death Records uh, 2 at Bandcamp.com. The only other things we're getting into is uh, for Oi to the World. We're doing a comp next week, uh, Tuesday, 13th. It's uh, for a DIY venue in Baltimore called The Sidebar. Um, <clears throat> had some funding issues. We had like a new um, buyer called Feed the Scene. They're awesome people. They book shows, but they also house bands for free. Uh, feed them and have them stay overnight. And I'm um, happy to be involved with a nonprofit like that. And um, all the proceeds to this comp are going to them. They purchased the bar, but because it's like 100 years old and now has a new buyer, there's just like all this crap wrong with the building, you know, just and everything's fine and great. But when you obviously uh, sell and buy, you got to have all these people inspect it and shit like that. So um, it's one of the few all ages uh, venues <clears throat> that also is a bar. So it's a big deal from that perspective. Um, you know, house anything from like punk, hardcore to probably like RC stuff, and um, you know, bands that have come in that you wouldn't expect, like the like the Steelers played there a long time ago. Business, a mustard plug, even uh, rolled in there. Um, you know, probably like, you know, five six years ago. You know, so uh, just like a lot of history. That um, this is going to be more of like a DMV. Um, it's not going to be your typical um, boisterous punk only because it, everything is kind of involved with the uh, DMV bands that play there a lot um, and that have been involved in playing shows, uh, uh, setting up shows. So, you know, there's like OC45 would be on there. That's probably like, I guess, the closest thing to like punk street punk, but like a lot of bands like the Huntington's, the Jason's, uh, uh, my other band, Dead End Lane, uh, some more of like your like straightforward punk, even like some Scott's pop punk. So, uh it's all going to a good cause, <clears throat> about 20 bands, going to be the same price, like seven bucks. So we're you know, just hoping anybody buys it. Um, even if you're not into your typical oyster punk, like, you know, all these bands are really good. And, um, you know, at the very least, you know, just new music to uh, check out. Um, I got a plug by the band Dead End Lane. We, um, we have a couple shows coming up in October. 
for anyone in Baltimore, DC area, we're opening for uh, the Dead Milkman on October 22nd, which should be a really good show. And then on Halloween, man, we got so fucking lucky with this one. Um, we're playing with uh, Blitz Kid in uh, DC. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Dead Milkman. We I had no idea there was still a band. Oh, yeah, man. That show is like selling out almost, man. It's crazy. So we're excited for that. Um, we we're supposed to play this Blitz Kid show in like April of 2020, and it just kept getting postponed. So we're stoked to have that. Um, I'm kind of glad it's a Monday in a way, because like if that shit was on the weekend, I don't know how many people would go. It's like Halloween is such a tricky weekend, and then you now like the Misfits are playing like two days before in Dallas. So if that was the same night, even though it's across the country, man, like so many fucking people are going on the show right now. So uh, yeah, we're right. You know, we finally get to play with them um, again, and it's on uh, Halloween night. So <laughs> that's cool. Yes, yeah, everybody follows the skull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Cool. Yeah, man. Just want to flash my Liberty Death Records pin. See it right here. Nice. Plenty more of that shit on the Bandcamp site. <laughs> and that was the button dropping, yeah. right? Yep. So again, you know, just want to thank you guys for like always having us have you know have an interest in you know the stuff we're doing and uh yeah totally you being, uh, being a part of the uh three club and do a little Heisman post uh so uh <laughs> this little thing yeah <laughs> yep okay well thank you very much mr t soprano and yep and yeah everybody check out that compilation and check out everything liberty or death records gotta offer because apparently it's a lot <laughs> <laughs> all right grazie paisans appreciate it thank yeah, you we appreciate you thank you
that is the Enforcers new track there uh, on that compilation. Uh, that track was called More Than You Can Chew. Go check out Punkanoi Fight Animal Abuse Volume 1. It's over on Liberty or Death Records. And thank you to T, a.k.a. Tony Soprano. Yeah, the live one. <laughs> right. Uh, that's awesome. Third time on the show. Looking forward to the fourth. Uh, always have a bunch of fun stuff. Looking forward to all that new Italian blood, those releases that he was talking about in the interview. And uh, also go check out that Oi to the World compilation like I was talking about before the interview. A lot of good stuff there, so go check out it all. It's great. We got to wrap up the show, though. So we are going to get into, well, this is still punkish, and it's still yes, Foggy it Molly. Yes, it is. <laughs> like I said, I was doing... I was pulling no stops, or no, I was pulling all the stops on yes. this episode. Every choosing of my, yeah, of my songs would be on this episode, and they would all be flogging Molly. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to end it with uh, the closing track from their first album. The first album that I heard and hated. <laughs> <laughs> And I had only, I didn't even listen to the whole album. I didn't even listen to the whole first song. <laughs> I didn't even listen to a minute of it. Wow. I got like so five funny. seconds in. Five seconds. I'm like, what the fuck are these weird instruments done? This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, kind of, uh, it's kind of funny and how ironic it is that this band became my favorite. Right. Despite the fact that I was, uh, I just uh, near vomited. Almost at the start of that album. <laughs> That's funny. Decades later, well, a decade later, I should say. A near decade and a half later. There you go. We're almost there. <clears throat> so, yeah, when I got around to, like I said, I just uh, dove right into Floggy Molly's discography, which at that time was only four albums, including the Whiskey on a Sunday compilation and their uh, live album, Alive Behind a Green Door, but that wasn't readily available to me. That one's kind of a kind of a rarity these days. Cool, but but yeah, I still listened to all those albums, absorbed all the all the music, and I just had like a a laundry list of favorites of mine. And yeah, I, Far Away Boys stuck with me, and I think it's because it was the most. Uh, it's one of the more somber pieces, and it's it literally just uh, plays off like a like it were a blues track, and. And yeah, it feels. It also feels like it because it's uh, depicting a story. It's. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's autobiographical, but it certainly is told in the first person of what it was like to just be working on the railroad and just missing your sweetheart back home. And I'm like, yeah. And it just feels so real. It's a song <laughs> that I play when I'm a when I'm away from uh, whatever whatever my love is at the time. Nice. And yeah, it still hits just as hard. So, so yeah, this was a nice little conclusion to their first album, and a nice little conclusion to my, to me indulging of my favorite band on this episode. So there we are. I'm lying with my sweetheart in her arms. I'll be found. Well, I worked on the railroad for tuppence a day 
drank down one penny, the other I'd sail. I hammered and I hammered for God knows how long. Well into madness with each setting sun, I put my head down and I dreamt you were here with me by the old tree where no one could care. Far away, boys, far away, boys, away from you now. I'm lying with my sweetheart, her arms I'll be found. Then the sun belched upon me. You are no longer here. Lying in your place was my hammer and my gear. So I stamped out the fire that kept us both warm. The ashes were falling like the snowdrops of old. We came to a mountain dynamite and chilled below a big hole in that rock, like the one in my soul. Buried four workmen, they dug themselves a well from four empty coffins to four early graves. They're only paddies, just paddies. Don't dig them too deep. You'll need all your strength, boys. They're replaced easily. With the heat, I was melting into your sweet lips. Ah, your kiss takes me back, takes me back from all this. Far away, boys, far away, boys, away from you now. I'm lying with my sweetheart, in her arms I'll be found. Someone said it was Christmas, but not a tree was in sight. The only thing growing was my will to die. Till the gaffer said, "Men, your work here is done." I said, "I'll see you in hell on that terrain we died for." Never again will I smell your sweet dream, but a pistained old gutter where your lips used to be.
Far away boys, far away boys Away from you now I'm lying with my sweetheart In her arms I'll be found Far away boys, far away boys Away from you now I'm lying with my sweetheart In her arms I'll be such a beautiful albeit somber <clears throat> exit from their first album right yeah and i'm listening to it now it sounds more like old school american folk like uh something from uh the south not exactly bluegrass at all but <laughs> but yeah just that type of uh just that type of uh backcountry folk song right yeah and it just sounds like music that you would hear on a, you know, from a chain gang. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the prisoners they had working on them uh, railroads when they weren't beating rocks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those were the days, weren't they? The days that probably no one alive remembers. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. And thus ends my bit, my excursion of all these Flogging Molly tracks. I will take a break from that for a while. We'll give you guys some time to breathe from this... Uh, from this Irish punk indulging. But don't worry. I'll be back. Maybe for St. Patty's Day. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> or All maybe right. when they release another album. But I don't know. I don't know where I'll be in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's so wrap up the show. Another new metal track here. Uh, starting to get wind down that list. Uh, I don't know how many more I'll do. But uh, got a few more still to go. Uh, this band is P.O.D. They are from San Diego, if you're not familiar with them. They started way back in 92, but I didn't actually hear them until 99. Oh, no, I'm familiar with them. Not too much. I haven't really listened to them. But I do know that they're like uh, Christian new metal. They are, indeed. <laughs> indeed, they are. Payable on Death is what P.O.D. stands for, in case you're curious. And, yes, they started in 92. They actually have a handful of releases before 99, uh, and then I heard that one, and then this release right here, Satellite as well. Uh, very cool. I like the band, but again, a lot of my new metal listenings were in the late 90s through the early 2000s, and then so many of these bands, the bands still being together, P.O.D., uh, I haven't heard you know, any of their other stuff. This particular release came out, guess what day? September 11th. Of 2001. Wow. So, reminds me of a couple other albums that were released that day. <laughs> right? There was a few that got released on that day. While we're on the subject of 9-11, I have a... <clears throat> I remember it for different reasons. And I made a post about this. If you follow uh, either one of my band pages, uh, being Facebook or Instagram... It marked the four-year anniversary of our first show. Anonymous' first show was September 11th, 2018, with Project Sellout, the back then they were still known as just PSO, and Mandalore and Fountain View, and the Body Rock Breakdancing Crew. Nice. So, there we go. Four years ago, we had three members, we had five songs, and now we have five members. The two other members of that show are no longer with us. They have exited the band. <laughs> And we got seven songs now. Nice. 
Seven. There you go. Great, we're moving on up. Such a, a fast pace. <laughs> yeah, we'll be we'll be doing more shit later. There you go. Uh, let's wrap this up. That, like I said, the guy released on that specific date, and everybody knows what happened on that date. Uh, that's not what it's about. POD Satellite is the name of the album, and I just I really like their sound. I you know Christian new metal indeed. But I still like it. So here you go. It's POD with Set It Off.
Other song called Set It Off that I'm familiar with. Which one's that? Set It Off by Madball. <laughs> nice. Yeah, a little different. Very much uh, new metal sound. Uh, I dig it. They have a bunch of cool tracks on that release, the release before it, the release after it, but those are about the only ones that I was familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely gets me curious playing a lot of these. Like I've told you, I've even seen some of these new metal bands this year. Uh, Coming across them as we're getting ready to play them on the show, and then saying, "Oh man, they're still active. Oh, and they're still putting out releases and stuff like that." So, right. <laughs> uh, you know, got plenty of other punk music that I'm interested in. So it makes it tough to get to those, but definitely curious to hear hear the sounds because uh, I wouldn't be playing them if I didn't like them. So go check out Pod. Uh, we'll play some more new metal on the next one. Uh, we're gonna wrap up the show. So you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon, Music Player FM, and slcpunkcast.com. You can find all the bands on Instagram, at Flogging Molly, at Finnegan's Hell, at Longshot Odds, at The Attack Punk Rock, at Italian Blood Punk Rock, at Patriot American Oi, at The Enforcers Oi, at Oi to the World, at Liberty underscore or underscore death underscore records, at Brick underscore City underscore Rescue, if you want to go directly to Brick City Rescue and uh, help out there. At POD, and the show is at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where do we find you? You can find me on Instagram under my personal profile at ScaryUncle underscore Eric, E-R-I-C underscore S-L-C. And my band Anonymous can be found on Instagram at Anonymous underscore Band Official and on Facebook at Anonymous S-L-C. And you can find our stuff on anonymousslc.bandcamp.com. My other band, The Apathetics, can be found on Instagram at theapathetics.slc. And you can find us on Facebook at The Apathetics, all one word. And you can find our one song on Bandcamp. We're currently working on two more. <clears throat> we don't know when they're going to be released yet because, well, honestly, we don't know when they will be done. <laughs> we're, st- we're still in the recording process. But... For now, you can listen to Burnout Generation on theapathetics.bandcamp.com. Also, I should announce we're uh, anonymous is in the the beta stages of recording stuff, meaning we're still trying to lock down a recording date, but nice. we will be releasing also as well two new tracks. Cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, and if you want to listen to my other podcast, the three episodes we have out right now, you can find Lead Melodies on Instagram at Lead. Melodies underscore podcast or on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc and you can stream the episodes on Spotify or on anchor.fm slash lead-melodies. Cool. And follow the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook where I'm doing my damn best to keep up with the flyers and new releases and 
really just some fun memories of Salt Lake Hardcore in its entirety. Though my my history can only go back so far. <laughs> and, yep, that's that's all my socials. On Facebook, you can find the bands at Floggy Molly, at Finnegan's Hell, at Longshot Odds, at The Attack FL, at Patriot American Oi, at Italian Blood Band, uh, Liberty or Death Records, at P.O.D., Shows at SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in for episode 281. Thank you for uh, T for joining us on the episode. Interview's great. A lot of cool stuff. Go support the both compilations. Just thank you. Eric, any final thoughts? Well, coming back to what I said about uh, Flog and Molly having been my favorite band for the last 13 years. Um, yeah, it's kind of a rare thing to hear these days right? because music in your youth is not the same as the music you listen to nowadays. And yeah, you may still listen to the music you listen to way back in the day. Either you go back and, uh, you, either you go back and listen to it and you just kind of laugh like, I can't believe I used to listen to this. Or it's like, I can't believe I haven't heard this in a long time. Right. And more often, and that's more often than not, people are just like, oh Yeah. But sometimes you go back and like, you know what? It still holds up. <laughs> I've done that with uh, so many bands. But but yeah, don't be embarrassed of the stuff you listened to in your past. There was some stuff that I listened to that I really don't understand why I even gave it a chance in the first place. Maybe because it was big at the time. Maybe because all my friends were listening to it and I just wanted to fit in or whatever. But it's not always the that's not always the case. But if you have a band that you've that has been your favorite for well over a decade, then chances are they're going to be your favorite band for life. Right. And, yep, I have not bent on... I have not bent on that. Vlogging Molly forever, motherfuckers. <laughs> Play the fucking outro. Outro. <laughs>